Hello friends, welcome back to another episode of Subtle Medicine. I'm very excited for today's show because we're going to talk all about boundaries. <laughs> and I actually, I'm laughing because I'm sitting here with Mike, my partner in life. I don't understand that phrase partner in crime because we don't actually commit crime, but like... I mean, just... maybe it goes to Bonnie and Clyde, <laughs> my... you know, that kind of romantic archetype relationship Bonnie yes. and Clyde ride or die right you know so my ride or die my number one and I'm laughing because this is like the fourth time that we've started this episode and I have this really weird thing about starting the show like I just feel awkward and like oh hey guys and so he was he had been watching me the first several attempts and I was like you just can't look at me it's like it's you know obviously it's, it's your fault you can't look at me, you're making me nervous. So as I was starting right now, he was sitting here and like looking off into the distance and it made me laugh. So anyway, I I set that boundary and he obliged and now I'm realizing how silly I was because we're here and I started yeah. the show. Yeah. It's the hardest part is just getting started. Right. So we're talking about boundaries today. And this is a very, 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 very important topic that we could do like a whole lifetime of episodes on and Mike and I were talking about boundaries recently and he has this really beautiful kind of three-step process would you call it a process yeah I I think it's a process they have to be done in order so sure it's a process so this beautiful three-step process for kind of setting and expressing boundaries and he shared it with me because I I was was needing to set a boundary with with somebody and I know if you're listening you're a lot like me in the highly sensitive intuitive empathic camp and for me it can be very difficult to set boundaries with others because I immediately go into the emotionality of it I immediately go into how is this going to make them feel am I going to hurt their feelings um you know not not very honoring of my own needs and my own feelings and also honoring of like this person's autonomy and also understanding that their reaction isn't necessarily my responsibility. I I can deliver the boundary in a very non dick kind of way and like work with them from that. But I I go into the emotionality of it. And so I really loved what Mike was sharing with me because it, it helped me to just kind of get out of the emotionality and to get into the kind of logical step-by-step part. And I know at this time of year in particular, as the holidays are approaching, so many people, I, I've, ta- I've spoken with a lot of clients and, you know, there's, there's this, this anxiety that comes up around holidays when we're mingling with family or friends that we maybe don't, don't see that often or our lifestyles are very different and we have to show up as we are honoring ourselves and also like being in relationship with them and it can get kind of sticky. And so... I wanted to do this episode now as we're going into the the Christmas holiday time, but also this is really timely anytime because boundaries are always going to need to be set. So that's my long-winded background story of how we are here today. So, babe. Yes. Three steps. Okay, so... There will be a short list of caveats, and some of them you already started to touch on. But basically, the first step is to know what your boundary is. Because you cannot expect anybody else to honor your boundary 
or to respect your limits or to not step on your toes or however you want to put it if you yourself don't know what you're comfortable with. Are you comfortable with, you know, traveling across country and seeing a bunch of family? If you don't have that answered for yourself, then any interaction you have on that subject is going to be messy. And if other people are expecting an answer or expecting a decision, especially in a timely manner, then it, it like I said, it can get messy. And we're talking about holidays but obviously this can go for anything, anytime. Yeah, so step one is knowing for yourself what your own boundaries are. And especially in the context of the holidays, it could be, are we gathering with a bunch of people? Are we having a bunch of people come over here? And if you don't know for yourself where you stand on that issue, then there's not going to be any way for anybody else to honor your needs because you're definitely not going to be able to express them. And when you're deciding where you stand on something and you're asking yourself like, okay, how do I feel about this? It can be natural to start to take in, well, where am I allowed to stand? Mm -hmm. Where, where am I, what opinion, what stance can I have that isn't going to offend people or run them away. And so the guidance I would give on that is that your boundary can be absolutely anything you want. You have the right to set any boundary wherever you want. Draw any line in the sand anywhere on the map and call it yours, and you have the right to do that. You can, it just for the sake of argument, make up a truly ridiculous boundary like anybody who enters your house must do so with the left foot forward. You know, just something completely absurd and arbitrary. And you you can do that. Now, the boundaries that you are likely to actually express are probably not that ridiculous and arbitrary. They may seem ridiculous and arbitrary to people who do not share your values. And they may even seem ridiculous and arbitrary to you yourself if you don't know why you feel that way, if you're not in touch with your own intuition enough to understand why something is important to you. So accepting the fact that your boundary may seem ridiculous and arbitrary to other people and that you yourself may not feel like you're worthy of expressing that boundary, just, just accept that and follow me into the next step and hopefully it'll all make sense by the time we're done. Can we pause at this step, though? Okay. Because this is, like, truly probably the most important. It's the foundation for anything else right. that's ever going to happen. And and knowing yourself and your own values and your priorities and all of that is something that I am so freaking passionate about and something that we spend so much time on in any capacity that somebody works with me, whether it's in a one-on-one -on -one setting or in the, the InterSpark membership, we are always bringing things back to why and what our sacred values are and, and what is important to us. And if you don't know yourself and you aren't authentically and genuinely thinking and feeling for yourself, then yeah, what you said, it's, it's going to be really sticky or murky or whatever word right. you use. Messy. Messy, yeah. messy, sticky, murky, all of it. It's going to be really a long, hard road and you're going, going to be very easily swayed 
and very easily pulled and distracted and and like talked into things or talked out of things if you don't fully know yourself and are not thinking and acting from your own embodied wisdom and from your own values and what's really important to you and 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 knowing where where you are willing to yield and where you are not willing to yield and and being okay with the fact that other people may not understand or may not feel the same way and i think that's that's kind of going into your next yeah, steps yeah and that you also brought up another point that i was i was going to get to later on in the like caveats bit is uh where you're willing to yield and not yield is that boundaries can be flexible and just because somebody transgresses against one of your boundaries or rubs up against one of your boundaries does not necessarily mean that they are not respectful of your boundary but a lot of that has to be taken on a case-by-case basis and you will be better able to handle that and to decide okay is this something where I need to remind this person of this boundary or is this something where I've made this boundary clear many times and they're still not respecting it and now I have to decide how I want to handle it you'll be able to navigate that situation much better if you know what your boundaries are and follow the rest of this process and the second part is just that it's that communication of the boundary you once you know what your boundary is what your boundaries are and you communicate them to the relevant people so maybe that's just your your spouse maybe it's a coworker maybe it's a friend maybe it's a room full of family whatever the situation is communicating in the simplest way is in my experience the best and that can be challenging when you expect a negative reaction to your boundary. Mm-hmm. You may be tempted to preface your boundary with a whole lot of explanation or maybe even vilifying the other person and saying, well, if you weren't this way, then I wouldn't need this boundary. Or if you didn't have those habits, then this would all be easier or or, or things like that. Or like... Uh, putting yourself in a, a, a victim role. Well, if, if I weren't so sensitive, I wouldn't need this boundary. Or, you know, so there's, there's a lot of judgments that can come up against oneself and against the other party when we're uncomfortable expressing a boundary. So the, the, the first step of knowing what your boundary is, is a a little bit more complicated. I won't say any part of this is really complicated, but like if you're not in touch with your intuition, then it can feel complicated as you try to get to the, what do I want? Why do I want it? How badly do I want it? Those kinds of things. But then communication, keep it as simple as possible. Just be straightforward, honest, and upfront. Usually that will work, especially if you're in a situation and communicating with a person with whom you actually want it to work. If if my partner expresses a simple boundary to me and I freak out about it or have some kind of negative reaction, that's probably not a healthy partnership. And refusing to express a boundary in order to keep an unhealthy partnership stable and maintain the status quo is probably not the right path forward. So 
hopefully you are in a position where you can express that boundary and that you can recognize that if you're having a lot of fear and anxiety about expressing a boundary, that it's probably a sign that there's something deeper in the relationship that might need attention. Deeper in the relationship and or deeper within yourself, because I think that there can be a lot of insecurity and feelings of unworthiness when it comes to speaking up for ourselves and and expressing a boundary. And it could be something so simple. Um, But when, when, especially if you come from like a, a dysfunctional childhood and or are a very highly sensitive person that can pick up on, on other people's, you know, even the tiniest shifts in their in their moods or emotions, it can feel so amplified to to be vulnerable and to to be seen in a place where you're not a robot, <laughs> where where you have needs and where you are um, different from others. Because then you're you're ruffling feathers, you're breaking the status quo, and so it can, it, it can bring up a lot of insecurity and feelings of unworthiness. And so, to Mike's point, yes, that can also totally be something within the relationship. Because if if you're going to say that to somebody, whatever it is, put that boundary out there and be met with hostility and judgment, like it's not really you; it's it's a them thing. Right, and. Yeah, I think um, just picking up on a, a little bit more of what you were saying there is that you may encounter negative reactions when you express a boundary. And also, you might not. You might be pleasantly surprised or find out that you were anticipating a negative reaction from the other person that they were never actually going to have. And... So that the only way to know is to try. And I I don't want to minimize how often people are actually in toxic situations where expressing healthy boundaries is not respected. And that'll be in the, the next topic. That's in part three. But I think it also happens often enough that it's worth talking about, especially among the sensitive intuitive types is this anticipation of the other person's <laughs> feelings and this over caring of the other person's feelings especially if that other person is an adult like they can handle they can they can work through whatever they're feeling on their own it's not your job it's not your problem yes. so you may be pleasantly surprised at how willing other people are to respect clear and well-stated boundaries. I think a lot of frustration happens when there is some assumption made that a boundary is understood or that talking about it may have been uncomfortable, so we're just going to not talk about it, and then it doesn't get respected because nobody knows that it was even a thing, and then where does that leave us? Again, it's messy, right? Resentful. (laughs) Right. And so the best way to avoid all of that and the best way to navigate all of it is to communicate simply and to trust that the other person may have a perfectly reasonable reaction, which is to just say okay and honor and support your boundary. Yeah. 
in my experience, that has been the case more times than not, that I am met with, honestly, like a, um, an appreciation, because I, I've, I've given this person a, a deeper insight into myself. And I know that personally, I can tend to be a kind of a more inward, um, I guess maybe I, 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 private is coming to me, but it's, it's not that I'm private, just just more more reserved. And so in my experience of, of people who, are, who I'm kind of close to or um, just in my life that I've, I've set boundaries with, with, I am met with appreciation because they're getting a greater insight into me. And, I, and the relationship also experiences a deepening because we, we both grow, we both receive something, you know, that we, we get to talk about m- maybe me speaking up about something. This is the other thing that I think is awesome. Me speaking up about something gives them the opportunity to pause and reflect on, on what I have shared. So maybe they too have a boundary that they have not set or they'd never thought about something in that way. And so now I've given them a gift of, of insight. And so then we get to communicate and, and usually a deepening of the relationship and appreciation and beauty comes out of it. Now, that said, obviously, of course, sometimes there has been judgment or hostility or something along those lines that again is is more about the other person because you may be drawing their awareness to something that they're insecure about or they themselves don't know how to express, right? Like humans are, are complicated, but I love, Mike, what you said. It's so weird to call you Mike. <laughs> I only call you Mike like when I'm referring right. to you, referring to you, referring to other people about you. There we go. I okay. speak English today. So, but what you were saying about like the other person is is an adult. If you're speaking to an adult, like that's they they can handle themselves. Right. It's not our responsibility. And I would just love to pound that drum home for all of the the highly sensitive people because I think we can use that as a crutch sometimes. Like, oh, I'm so highly sensitive. I just really pick up on everything. It's like, well, you do, and you get to choose what you do with that afterwards. You can carry it around and let it screw up your whole day and life and emotions, or you can say, yes, I feel that. And I don't have to take it with me. I don't have to take responsibility for what this other person is is experiencing. Right. And I, I think that the the simplicity of communication can be perhaps a very challenging step in this process for somebody who is very sensitive about the feelings of others and wants to be protective of other people's uh, feelings and and they're taking responsibility for other people's experiences. Spot on, bingo. Before you go any further, yes, and and everyone listening, like this, this is this is your homework, my homework. Okay, is I know you. You either go full on. Let me write this person like an essay. You probably even prefer the written word, right? Like writing a letter and just like over explaining giving the whole background, how you came to this realization that this is a boundary for you and what your values are and you understand how they might be juxtaposed to theirs and this is how we could maybe move forward amicably and like all this long drawn out crap or you just don't say anything and kind of fester in the resentment. So my homework for you is this next part. Like this is this is so big and so important is, is finding a way to just keep it super concise and take the emotionality out of it. Right, absolutely. And so- Going into part three is inviting the other person 
to what I call play with you along the boundary. So you have set up this boundary. You've established for yourself what it is, how firm you want to be in it, and you've communicated it to the other person. And you you could just stop there. But if you want to really get positive engagement and get people to honor and respect your boundaries, inviting them to engage with you on that boundary. So for example, if we want to change the schedule and routine of something in our household, you know, we could say, okay, I need an extra 30 minutes in the morning to do yoga or meditation or whatever I need to do. And so that's going to change part of our morning routine. How do you feel about that? So I've expressed my boundary, you know, don't talk to me after before this 30 minute interval and, uh, you know, bringing on the other person. And just because you're asking them for their thoughts or their input does not necessarily mean that you are offering to sacrifice, modify, compromise on your boundary whatsoever. They might point out something that you hadn't thought of. And your boundary might shift because you might see a better way or a different way. And and compromise is okay um, in some cases. But it's also, going back to step one, you have the right to set whatever ridiculous, arbitrary boundary you want to set. It doesn't have to be justified to anybody. If it's something you feel strongly about, you have the right to stand on that boundary. When you're inviting somebody else to engage with you on that boundary, what you're also, the the possibility to which you are also opening the door is that they might not be okay with it. And they can either play by your rules or they can leave. And knowing that that is a possibility and being okay with that, you might be surprised how often people will not leave how often they'll say okay i respect that so i know that it can be a paralyzing fear to think that standing firm in your boundary is going to drive people away or that it's going to open you up to ridicule and like we've already talked about you know if you're in that toxic of a situation then some things definitely need to change but giving people the autonomy to say, hey, if we're going to have this life together, if we're going to have this experience together, if we're going to work together, if we're going to play together, these are my terms. And giving them the freedom to choose to be a knowing participant, an informed and willing and engaging participant, or to leave and and or or to modify their choices so as to avoid stepping on your toes or stepping over your boundaries um you know that that's empowering to the other person as well and i think that that is an important part in having boundaries be respected is 
respecting all involved parties. When we don't speak our boundaries, but we try to accommodate our own wants without informing the other person, that can be kind of like manipulation. Mm -hmm. Like you're trying to manipulate the situation so that everything falls the way you want it to without you actually having to have said anything at all, right? Because maybe that helps you to avoid conflict. Avoid the uncomfortable. Avoid the uncomfortable. Being seen and expressing yourself. Right. So knowing that you can have whatever boundary you want, you can communicate it as simply as possible without, you know, apology or or preamble, and that the other person can either choose to honor it and respect it or not. And by the way, another possible outcome is that uh, they don't, or maybe they say that they do, and then in their actions, they don't. And... Again, you can remind them or you you can choose to leave. You know, like that was one that the way I phrased it before was that you can state your boundary and then the other person can play or not play, you know, and and the choice is also yours is to do you want to engage with your friends in this manner? Do you want to engage with your family in that manner? Do you want to you know, stay at this job or whatever the context is. Um, if your boundaries are not being respected, then you also have options. And that's where th- there's something else that I talk a lot about in my work is how there are there are so many different types of boundaries. And mainly the two that, that I talk about are internal boundaries and external boundaries. So like I can have my own internal boundaries based on my own values and needs and I can have my external ones with with the outside world with the people in my in my world and obviously there's going to be a lot of overlap between them because in order for me to maybe uphold some of those internal ones and those internal commitments and vows that I've made with myself there needs to be some cooperation in the outside world you know for for example uh, my morning practices are are very sacred to me and you know, Mike and I both have our own spiritual morning practices. And so neither one of us is like blaring Metallica at 4.30 in the morning because we're engaged in our in our spiritual practices. And so that's an example of my internal boundary that I'm upholding with myself where, you know, my, my mornings are sacred and, and for communion with myself as spirit and also having that external understanding with the people around me. And I had someplace else I was going with this. <laughs> that was in response to a point that you made, and I'm completely blanking. I was going somewhere. Those internal boundaries, that's right. Those come from really knowing yourself. And so another example I have is how I will not work past a certain point of the day. I won't have client sessions or or group sessions past a certain point of the day because I know myself. I know my own circadian rhythm. I know my own internal seasons and the way they flow and past a certain point of the day, I'm really of, of no, no use in an, in an outward way, right? That's more of an inward creative time for me, a planning time, a creative time, a time to shift into a different mode. And so I'm not going to invite, invite clients in at that time because A, I will feel resentful because it's like I'm really forcing myself to to try to 
hold really good space and they're not going to receive the best the best Devin they could receive. So that's another example of a boundary that I have. And have I lost business that way? Maybe, but I also know that the clients that I have are very satisfied and, and stay for for good long periods of time because I serve them from from a place where I know that I, I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing so quite well because I know myself. I have that, that boundary set. I know myself and the boundary comes internally and then out, uh, manifests externally as well. So yeah, I would love to recap those, those three steps again, please, baby. Yeah, so step one is knowing what your boundaries are and... I feel like that in itself could be a whole other episode because your boundaries may change over time or they may change given a certain context or you may be willing to make exceptions to the boundaries every now and then in case of emergency or, you know, there can be there there can be a lot of um, um, little caveats to it. But fundamentally, it starts with having a good relationship with your own needs and with your own intuition and your own sense of what you want so that you can clearly express it. That's the next part. Clearly and simply expressing your boundary, which is you demonstrating an honor and respect for your boundary, which is going to be really important if you want other people to honor and respect it too. So if you are sheepishly and apologetically expressing a boundary, how likely is it that other people are going to respect it when you're suggesting it as if it's just kind of an offhanded idea or maybe not even talking about it at all and just trying to avoid and manipulate the situation, right? So having a healthy, clear, respectful presentation of the boundary is huge and then being prepared to in step three engage or invite the other person to engage with you on that boundary and maybe getting their thoughts or letting them know that this is that it's important to you and that they can choose to play with you along those rules or not. And the example that I use, because I, I, I try to be really simple, is that they can either play along these rules or not. They can they can leave or you can leave. And it doesn't have to be, I don't mean like a relationship has to end. It could just be that you choose to not spend that time of the day together. Or that you, you know, leaving doesn't have to be like a huge deal. It could be like, okay, well, we're going to do this thing separately. Or, you know, you go ahead and do that thing that is beyond my boundaries and I'm going to read a book or whatever. You know, there there are lots of ways to not engage in a boundary that is also uh, healthy and, and is totally fine. Respecting the autonomy of the two people that everybody can make their own decisions and they don't have to transgress each other's values or boundaries. So that that's it in a nutshell. One, know yourself and your boundaries. Two, 
honor them and communicate them in an honoring way that is honoring of yourself, your boundary, and of the other person and their autonomy. And three, invite them to play along those lines. Yeah, so good. I think the only little last bit I would add is boundaries and values. And again, if you have ever worked with me or followed my work, you know that values are are such a major part in that. So knowing what your values are because your values influence your boundaries. And your boundaries, boundaries are beautiful in the sense that they, they are flexible. They're, they're movable, right? Walls are rigid and designed to like keep people out. So we don't like, we don't like walls, but boundaries can, can move and they can flex and they will, will um, shift as you deepen into your own self and, and knowledge of yourself and, and deepening into your own values. So as those values grow and you learn and grow, those boundaries will change a little bit, right? Like some of the things that used to be okay with me a decade ago, ain't anywhere close to being okay with me today. I've grown, I've changed, I've learned. My values are deeper and therefore my boundaries clearer. So, so knowing what those values are, and then as you communicate, this is really a practice, sensitive souls. And I invite you to do this, right? Like I'm right there with you. So neither neither favoring the whole giant spiel with the emotions and the this and the that, or the other side of just silence. Finding that middle spot where you take the emotionality out and just remember the three things. This is my boundary. I'm communicating it simply. So my boundary is this, which means I need this, right? I need the 30 minutes of silence in the evenings. I have a client who recently um, implemented uh, like an hour or two before bedtime, the TVs are off so so the kids and the family can start to really settle down. She needed some more quiet time. So her boundary was, yo, I am sensed out and tired and need some quiet time in the evenings. Okay, cool. We're going to turn the TV off an hour or two before bed. And can, can we all meet, meet on, in, in, this, in this way in this house? And it's working out well for her, right? And so what is the boundary? How can you simply and concisely explain it, exert it? And then <laughs> the doggy just nipped you. How can you easily and simply exert it and uh, express it? And then how can... How can somebody come come play with you there? So I think that's about it for today. We could keep going, but... For the benefit of the listening audience, our French bulldog was snoring, and I'm the guy who uh, edits and publishes the podcast. So I reached down to pet the the dog to wake him up, and uh, he, I think I might have startled him out of a dream, and he kind of turned around to nip me, um, clearly expressing his boundary (laughs) uh, not to fuck with him while he's asleep. Oh, so good. So that's what we got for you. I really, really hope this was helpful. Again, it's a practice. You've been doing the work to know yourself. So trust that. Trust that your intuition is not lying to you and that it's okay to be different than those around you. You're not meant to be like everybody around you. And you can be in really close loving relationships with people that are different from you. They can be some of the most enriching relationships you'll have. So I love you. I love you. And I love you, dear listener. And happy holy days to us all and however you're choosing to spend them. However, your boundaries are 
are set to spend this time and take this practice with you anytime, whether it's December or, or June. And if you're interested in learning more about what we do over at InnerSpark, head over to innerspark.life and come play with me in the InnerSpark membership. All right, that's it for now. Take care. Bye-bye.